You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about jeff beck and his album truth in the room i have rob ben False. and grady <laughs> truth is a debut album by english guitarist jeff beck released on august 1968 in the uk on columbia records and in the u.s on epic records the producer was mickey most and the genre is blues rock psychedelic rock hard rock and some have even cited as heavy metal mm. hold on i'll get to that later uh. <laughs> By the summer of 1968, when manager Peter Grant took the bold decision to take the Jeff Beck group on their maiden voyage across the Atlantic, the risk was huge. The British label was less than impressed with Jeff Beck, the Jeff Beck band, and heavy blues acts such as Led Zeppelin were just starting to gain momentum. The risk paid off on June 14th and 15th at the hallowed Fillmore East in New York. As Americans welcome Jeff Beck's stunning and flawless guitar work and Rod Stewart's astonishing guttural blues vocals. They treated them like the greatest rock and roll band they had ever heard. With that single performance, Beck was immortalized. The mythology was truly being etched, finally. The Who and Jimi Hendrix had their Monterey, Alvin Lee had his Woodstock, the Beatles had their Ed Sullivan show, and Jeff Beck had his Fillmore. Truth then became Jeff Beck's breakout album and cemented him as a leader, the leader of heavy blues-inspired guitar music. Along with Rod Stewart, future Rolling Stone bassist Ronnie Wood, and the tight session drummer Mickey Waller, the Jeff Beck group created a 10-track album in 40 minutes that ran the gamut from electric blues and modified R&B to psychedelic-influenced rock, classical, and maybe even a little heavy metal. The album would Mm. go on to become every guitar player's Bible and every hard rock (laughs) band's holy grail. All right, Unleash, what do we think of Jeff Beck Truth? Who's going to speak first? Just, I just want to know what parts of this album they find to be like heavy metal. Or... I do it. Yeah. I, I think t- whenever the blues get heavy, this book thinks like, oh, heavy metal. Oh, heavy metal. I think I, I take umbrage with the term heavy metal in this album purely for one, one thing that I was thinking about earlier, and it's the 12 bar turnarounds. Heavy metal does not rely so heavily on these blues 12 forms, and 60 yeah. blues forms. As well as, yeah, it can be blues inspired. You'll see with Led Zeppelin and some of those other bands. But the guitar alone and having a a deep, you know, bass, drum, heavy drums or riding on toms or something. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, there were other bands make approaching that level if that's Blue, what we're going to call cheer in some of the heavy other metal bands were definitely we're doing that already yeah Blue nothing that stands out this. this is really yeah. not the first of any album that sound yeah. like no. i just did. wanted i wanted to include it because it has been cited but i don't i don't hear sure. that at all yeah all i wrote in my notes was beck is the worst part <laughs> i actually I, huh. I i agree with grady on that i think like well jeff beck he's a good guitar player he's, a lot of people are good guitar players uh 
Jeff Beck put together a really good band for this record. Like, yeah, three cheers for Ronnie and Rod. I love Ronnie. I love Rod. I'm. I left my notes at home. I'm blanking on the name of the drummer, but he is a. He's good too. He's a noted drummer as well. Nicky Waller. Yeah, yeah, and he, he would go on. He, he, man, he's got he's got a a a list of a credentials list as long as your arm. Uh, I've I, got a pretty long arm, dude. He's got a pretty long list of credentials. Huh? Yeah. I didn't love this record. I didn't also didn't hate every part of it. I thought it had its moments, but normally the parts where it would lose me involved Jeff Beck. Well, so, just, soloing specifically or soloing even, it, it, sorry. <laughs> it, 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 his soloing style, how bad he got the blues. Like I if I am not impressed by a white guy playing blues guitar real good. You know, like honestly, at this point, there's so many people that it's are a white guy that play the guitar, play the blues guitar real good. You know, like it, it, you need more than that. You need to innovate on it. You need to put your own spin on it. You need to add your own personality to it or something. It's the same. It's the same beef I've got with Clapton. You know, uh, I think that you could take out Jeff Beck like a like a puzzle piece and plug in another yeah, white guy that plays blues guitar real good and I think you could get a pretty similar record. I agree. I think the highlights of this record, I think this record it introduced the world to Rod Stewart and Green Sleeves. And Green Sleeves <laughs> for the first time and green ever. Sleeves, finally. <laughs> so did, did this fucking record come out like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas? Why is Green Sleeves on here? Were they I trying to get no some idea. shelf space at fucking they took Starbucks? A calculated like, risk and uh, is seriously, it has no business being here. So when he was playing at the Fillmore, was that the uh, the one that brought the house down? Yeah, <laughs> his rendition of Green Sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't imagine. No, I would I would disagree on the. Uh, I don't think Beck is necessarily like the the only track that I found to be a standout was Beck's Bolero. Like I thought that fucking ruled. Written uh, by Jimmy Page. Shit. <laughs> and also had uh, Keith Moon on drums. Yeah. Fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, this entire thing's a turkey. Yeah. The the, 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 the first song which you aptly pointed out earlier, Grady, mm. sounds exactly like Sister Christian. Well, they changed the vocal line from the original Yardbirds version. Uh, now this vocal line, it absolutely, uh, Night Ranger aped it for Sister Christian. Yeah. Like, I thought that song had potential. Like, I was like, oh man, that's pretty cool. But then the fucking, uh, the, the drummer refused to, like, hang out on a ride or, like, do some cymbal work. Like, it's just, like, all over the place constantly. And I was like, well, maybe something good's gonna happen. And then immediately, like, into this fucking blues rock dad crap. And it goes back and forth and back and forth from each track. Like, they're like, all right, we're introducing an idea. And then all of a sudden, it's back to roots. Like, this you know, you know what that is, crap. though. I'll right. tell you, I'll, I'll break it down for you. The first, first track is the Yardbirds. Literally, it's the Yardbirds band. It's not. Yardbird song. Yeah, Yardbird song. So they, they play that song, and that is the unique song within this. But then they go and do covers, and when it's not a cover of a Chicago blues, uh, you know, style song, it's actually a rework of another song that has already been done by Buddy Guy or B.B. King. Mm-hmm. Except for, obviously, the Green Sleeves and the... Bex Bolero? Yeah, Bex Bolero. <laughs> so, so you're getting these 
reworks of other blues songs and that is what their sound is and then the traditional songs that they're playing like so, green sleeves wasn't willie dixon <laughs> no <laughs> uh but yeah i i felt the exact same way you know i'm kind of a blues blues person and i will say jeff beck's th- that guitar that tone is is def- i've said it before yardbirds i mean that is definitely a unique uh gibson with Big Marshall amps, and he he does a good job. I'll, I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I just always see Nigel Tufnell when I hear. Like, <laughs> there's some tender moment, like Rod singing, never, like the band's playing, and then all of a sudden Beck has to just like, hey guys, don't forget about me. Squiddy do. <laughs> just some random wah flange. I'm going to say that their interpretation of Shape of Things, I actually thought was kind of the highlight. That's I, a, it's, I think it's a great I, track. I thought it was really cool. I, I was going to say that that's, that's probably the best because it's it doesn't, doesn't rely so heavily on the 12 bar. Is it weird that they're covering a Yardbird song of, from the Yardbirds era when Jeff Beck was in the Yardbirds? Is that weird or mm. is that like not weird? I mean, covers were... I don't know. Everyone was doing covers. Was that his song that he just keeps bringing from band to band? Like, I'm, <laughs> I take, don't, I'm taking my ball and going home. Well, I don't think he wrote it. He was just like, I was in a band, we played this song. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me I t- already know it. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me read something. And Rod Stewart's like, I, I, I'm going to um, sing it differently. And Jeff Beck's like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, said, it was said that Beck would laugh at such grandiose observations of this album. Uh, he said, we decided it was about time that we recorded some of the rubbish we had been playing on stage, and we didn't have an album. That's literally a quote. That's the most likable thing I've heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean... So Jeff Beck and I are on the same page then. Yeah. I think that, he... That checks out. Yeah. I yeah. think that they did this tour... Here's my theory. They did this tour. <laughs> everyone went crazy. For some reason, you know, in America, there were maybe this album there, would they, make a good live show. Exactly. Sure. So everyone goes crazy for this. They get in the studio. Mickey Most isn't even there to record. They get to do whatever they want. There's no producer in the studio with them. So they they can do, you know, that's why they got Jimmy Page showing up. That's why they got Keith Moon <laughs> rolling up in his Rolls Royce. You know who? Yeah. I like that though. Pulling up and they're just hanging out and recording these blues songs because they're like, well, we got to record an album. What are we going to do? We've been playing these songs live. Let's get this recorded. They ship it to America. It gets, it's number 15 on the Billboard 200 in America. They don't get any credit in UK, which is pretty good for, you know, the sort of the debut of, of Mm -hmm. Jeff Beck. Yeah. And I think that is what has cemented this album in this sort of prestigious era of being, oh, look up to this album because it was presented a certain way. It was the right time for them to sure to be there, to I mean, be the bar band, you know? I'm probably going to give it an overall thumbs up because it did introduce us to, I think, two very important musicians. And since there isn't a Faces album on here... There it, is. Is there? Ooh, yeah. I guarantee Ooh La La's on here. Mm-hmm. 
Is it? I thought I, I could have sworn I checked and it wasn't. Um, yeah, we'll we'll, I, I, we'll get way, to him. We're not, I know we're not yet, there yet. But. Yeah, and we'll definitely get to Stewart. So right now we're listening to uh, uh, the Jeff Beck Group's version of You Shook Me. Was, uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. Is that Will, Willie Dixon? Willie Dixon and more attributed to uh, uh, Muddy Waters. So uh, I think the same year uh, uh, Led Zeppelin also does You Shook Me, right? They did. So... I read a quote from Jeff Beck. Said, uh, he said, uh, when he heard Led Zeppelin's version of You Shook Me, he said, it felt like I got punched in the gut, like the, like the floor fell out. That's an appropriate reaction to hearing Led Zeppelin's version of You Shook Me when this is your version of You Shook Me, in my opinion. Like, if Led Zeppelin had not released a version of You Shook Me, eh, this is uh, fine. Do you think he was saying, I got punched in the gut, being like, oh man, why did you guys record the same song? Or he was like, man, no, this I've, is amazing. I th- that was how I interpreted it. Like, so, uh, cause It seemed like they were butting heads, though. They were at odds. Jimmy Page and him sort of had a little bit of a rivalry. If what, you were they say. frenemies? A bit, yeah. I Jimmy think they, Page recommended him for the Yardbirds. Yeah, they were both in the same group, but I think there was some healthy competition of sort of, you know, doing something a little bit better, doing, you know... Well, when it comes down to white British blues bands <laughs> covering... Uh, white, white white British bands covering the song You Shook Me, Zeppelin does it better, in 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 my unprofessional opinion. I was going to say Zeppelin probably does a lot of things better than, than this band. The only thing Jeff has got going for him is pretty good player. Uh, I He's don't got deny. A great vocalist. <laughs> no, Fidey. Dude, oh, you're gonna hate on Rod Stewart? Oh, oh, you're talking about Stewart. I thought you were talking about Beck. No, him, no, him absolutely not. Like I'm talking about Rod Stewart. Okay, okay. Uh, does anybody know why Old Man River is on this album as well? <laughs> Can, I can really we... like the timpani. With the timpanis. <laughs> old, old, awesome. old Keith Moon on the timpanis. I, you know who. <clears throat> I can't. It didn't really do it for me. I love that song. That song makes brings me to tears sometimes, but this this version didn't really I feel, hit any of the right I feel like words. this is maybe a good, yeah, maybe a good band to see live, but this album, I just cannot, I can't get behind why people are so fixated on this album in particular. Dude, it's it's only, like, dudes that were, like, trying to be in bands in the 80s who are currently running sound somewhere. They're the only motherfuckers who are this into Jeff Beck. I don't... Yeah, I I don't don't know. It's like Joe Bonamassa. I don't know know who uses this album as the OG Bible for guitar. I'll tell you who, like, like... There's no one that I know. White blues guys of like the 80s and 90s. Like I, I would bet I don't know this for a fact, but I would put money down that Joe Bonamassa considers this like a blues bible. And I think I think he's a fucking wanker. Okay. Come to a Here's the thing. I can't get behind this album when so many other 
other blues albums have been left off. I think that is my hmm. my biggest disappointment is that there could be so many other albums, but this just happened to be the right place, right time, I guess, for the British Invasion and Eric Clapton and all that other stuff. But I, but again, I feel like that that's already happened and been done better, at least as well. <laughs> and now we have Merry a, Christmas, Rob. Greenslee's playing. <laughs> Happy happy Christmas, Grandfather. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't quite understand. It's, I mean, other than sort of this, it, it, it got uh, it was like sort of legacy. It was legacied into this list, basically. Just it, based got, on it got it got Rod and Ronnie together in the same yeah. band, and they would then stay together for a while doing awesome things. Yeah, I guess is what I'm going to sure. say about this record. <laughs> it's very possible that this record is in here because Jeff Beck is a character that should, you know, he's sort of be recognized. And he, this also includes other classic players. Who was the guitarist for the Yardbirds in the album that we covered? It was uh, Jeff Beck. It was Jeff Beck? Yeah, Roger right, the so Engineer. He, so he's got his day in the sun. Yeah, he does have a Yardbirds album. He, on was, the, he was the guitar bird. He was a guitar bird. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're getting to, to reviews yet. Yeah, I like, let's go for it. I like, I mean, I like parts of the album. The first track is, I think, a, a, a banger. Um, and the album itself, I could take or leave. Then it gave us Ronnie and Rod. I'll give it a thumbs up. Um, so I'm, I guess, right in the middle. Ditto to him only. <laughs> Thumbs up right Thumbs in the middle. Thumbs up right in the middle. Thumbs up right in the middle. <laughs> neutral. I, I have the same thing to say as as Grady, only neutral. Yeah. Uh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I said thumbs up more colloquially. Uh, it, it's right in the middle. It's. It, I don't think it necessarily needs a place on this list. The Middle by Jimmy Eat World? The Middle by Jimmy Eat World is yeah, my review. The, the very same. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Rob? Ah, dude, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would I would recommend this record to someone I was playing a goof on. I I, I would be I think it would be way cooler if the faces introduced these two. That to would us. be cool. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think I need this isn't even proto faces. We already did small faces. We did small like, faces. We did proto small faces. faces. Yeah. So no, I, I wouldn't. The this sucks. <laughs> it, it it sucks. It's stupid. I fucking hate it. I. I don't, it I don't, sucks and it's stupid. No, I don't get it. I don't get why we were just looking at the size of the book. Yeah. And we've been doing this for over a year now. And we are nowhere near anything. And they throw well, this turkey at us it, like it's supposed to, like, I, I just don't. I'm it's a thousand and one songs, Rob. Whether songs? If it was a thousand one songs, yeah, sure. Bex Bolero. Whether not? this album is on it or not. So if it wasn't this, it would be another album. There's a certain but the, cultural significance think, to this this many talented people from other bands being in the same studio at the same time. That being said, I think they could have done more with their studio time. I think that similar thing happened with one of the Monkees records, man. And we only get one of those. So, no. I think it's dumb. I don't like it. Thumbs down. Next. I don't like that we only get one Faces record. I'm, I, this is a, a, a cold revelation that I just realized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm going to go with you, Rob. Yeah. I'm going to get a straight negative. I, 
I think purely because I know there are I know there are just better blues albums that represent something that's different from what we've already covered, and I find their covers they don't hold up. No, they're, they're not. Just, they're not adequate, and they they don't they don't elevate the songs. Yeah, exactly. Be- Beck's playing is completely fine, and I, I like I like Stewart's voice, and I like some you know. Do you some think of that, this album would elements. be in this book if there was a singer other than? Rod Stewart, like Rod Stewart's first exposure to the world. I don't think so. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think without the personnel that this yeah. this album would would be in here. Yeah, or high, as highly regarded. Yeah, to tell you the truth, if they had a crappy singer, no way. Yeah. If like, Jeff Beck was singing, when I when I hear this album, the guitar is not my first takeaway. I'm not like I'm not like ooh, check out that fucking rad guitar. I'm like, oh man. That singer's got a cool voice. Like, I wonder what he's going to go on to do. But I think that it's the voice that grabs your attention more than the guitar on this album. That's my opinion. But you know who else has a, had a great voice? Not going to be in this list is, you know, Howlin' Wolf. All those others. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, is, that, is, that, that's... You know, Buddy that, Guy's not going to be here. Magic Sam. Like, all those all those amazing players that I, I think I'm just... I got a, a bit of a chip on my shoulder right now because you're going to say that this album is... In, like more important than important those albums, sure. yeah. than, than like actual people doing innovative things, doing no, things that I'll, are. I'm gonna, bit, I do think it's strange. I want to change my vote. Thumbs down. Okay. This book spends a lot more time on uh, on albums that were inspired by the blues than it does on the blues. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think you just I'm, told the story of rock and roll, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe we, yeah. it, maybe we can just end this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll end on a positive though. The the tone that Gibson heavy heavy rock. I mean, they're getting there. They're getting the, into Led Zeppelin, which is is where I'm going to I'm going to be in favor of. You know, it's, right? It's yeah. getting into something that I appreciate and will uh, very much like. But right now, they're just I feel like it's they're going right back to the the well. Yeah, the the guitar sounds cool. Yeah, a lot of guitars sound cool. <laughs> he did it first. <laughs> Uh, next time we'll be talking about Kitano Veloso in his self-titled debut. All right, thank you.